Welcome to Opinions Like Ales, everybody, your favorite pop culture podcast where we have opinions and most of them stink. My name is Michael Zampino. With me, as always, is Hilton Price. Vamping until I remember what I wanted to open the show with, because honestly, it's gone. It's glamming gone. and vamping? Glamming and vamping. Because that's when you think Hilton Price, glam, uh, th- those are words. Vampire are so- is something that comes to yeah, mind. Vampire. So vamping is... Pale. Pale is a word, I think, that you're thinking of there. Sick. So, yeah, sickly, <laughs> scrawny, uh, <laughs> looks like he may be half dead. Yeah. These are these are the descriptors for Hilton Half Price. dead motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Do you remember it, that? No. What is From that? the beginning of uh, Friday? No. When the Jehovah's Witnesses are at the door. I don't. And uh, he slams the door in, in their face and she says, well, fuck you, half dead motherfucker. Man, that's a good movie. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. It takes place on Christmas, yes. I forgot about that. Yep. That's, uh, all right. If, it, if only it were a better film, we that, could have more of a conversation about whether or not it's a good Christmas movie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it is a movie that takes place on Christmas. Yeah. End of story. Did you have a good wow. Christmas? I asked that because this comes out after Christmas. That's true. Um, yes. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah, I probably did too. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope you did too out there, everybody. Yeah. And I hope tonight you're going to have a very safe New Year's Eve if you're listening to this day of. Yeah. Is that when we're coming out? Uh, yeah. It came out years ago. We're not, we're not usually this ahead of the game. Yeah, it's shocking. Shocking. <laughs> we're usually recording day before. Yeah. We normally take the holidays off, but uh, according to the listeners, here we are. Listen, we uh, the demand was way too high for us to take time off. Yeah. They're All like, right. no. Don't you dare. We will go to another podcast, but they won't. It's just... They won't. They'll just, just keep coming back. They, they can't will. quit us. They can't quit us. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce our guest, uh, one of my oldest friends uh, that has returned triumphantly to Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, and opened his very own gallery on our beloved Cherry Street, my friend Michael Hewlett, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show. Yeah. You, um, the Hewlett Collection. Tell yes. us a little bit about it. So the Hewlett Collection was actually born out of the fact that uh, while I was living in L.A. working at an art gallery, I started collecting photographs mm-hmm. and built a pretty massive collection of a little over 2,000 works, artworks. Very cool. And so when my wife and I decided we were moving back to Tulsa and I said, well, what am I going to do? There's no art galleries for me to work at, I, at least photography galleries. Mm-hmm. She said, well, open your own. Mm-hmm. So I already had the Instagram name with the Hewlett Collection. I liked it better than Hewlett Gallery, and here we are. I love it. Thank yeah, you. that's great. Um, so what are the uh, – how do people go? What are the hours of operation? How does it, uh, it work? So the Hewlett Collection is open. So I'm at 1311 East 15th Street, mm-hmm. uh, just east of 15th and Peoria mm-hmm. by Palace Cafe, which after today will be no longer. Yeah, you're yeah. A, so you're in the northeast corner in that little strip where, uh, where my favorite Italian restaurant used to be, uh, Long Live Mary's Trattoria. Mm-hmm. Um, rest in peace. Yeah, now we have Watershed Kitchen, which mm-hmm. we can get into that later. It's but, also um, a restaurant. Yes. I, I am open Wednesday through Saturday, Wednesday and f- Thursday, Friday, 11 to 5, Saturday, 12 to 5. Perfect. Nice. Nice. Uh, we had a triple header of trailers this week. Wow, yeah. So and, many, and, and, and I guess I did right in my ordering of them. Yeah, 33% of these look good yeah. to me. <laughs> a solid third. <laughs> now, here's what I will say about the second one. The second one, I think... Was also a film. No, here's the thing. I think the second one's actually probably going to have some really good jokes in it. There's some really funny people that I like in it. Yeah. Um, I just... I, that's a movie where the, the second movie we'll just go ahead and jump in it's called scrambled uh it's a film by liam uh mccorm 
Mick? That, uh, that nope, is the person who lived? Sure. Uh, Liam McKendrick. McKendrick, dang yeah. it. I was so dang close. Wrote and directed the film starring uh, Yvonne Strauss, Stro- Stro- Wow. Yvonne Strahovski, June Diane Raphael, and Clancy Brown. <laughs> uh, June Diane Raphael, of course, is one of the three hosts of my favorite podcast, How Did This Get Made? Um, oh, she's also married to Paul, Paul Schneer, who's yeah. uh, the other, one of the other hosts. Um, and uh, they were all on the league together. Um, so, yeah, here's a, I, I just think that this is a movie that I would... I think we are best suited to not have opinions on because uh none of us know what it's like to have fertility it's a movie Um, about a woman in her 30s who worries about her ability to have kids as she is not currently in a relationship or seeing anyone seriously and uh it's kind of a mix of the always a bridesmaid never a bride trope with the which we've seen that story a billion times right and the am i aging out of being able to start a family idea Uh, and and very much playing the ideas of women versus men in that role because she as a woman is feeling like her time could pass the window could close and they very much highlight that men even in their 70s get to just boom be dads yeah these 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 geezers out here pumping out babies in their 70s you gotta knock it off yeah stop that guys yeah Yeah, i'm over here pumping out babies in my 40s so right (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, the doctors are like, how'd you do that? Well, and here's the deal. Like, not not to if you want to have kids, have kids, man. Like anyone who who wants to be a, a parent and really wants to bring themselves into that role truthfully and fully. We need parents like that. So I, I can't shame anyone no matter what age they are. Sure. But if the but likelihood of joke, the likely if the likelihood of your dad or mom or dad, like dad in this situation, the likelihood of your dad dying when you're very young and having to tell people how'd your dad die and say natural causes (laughs) at the age of seven. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You're eight years old. My dad died of old age. (laughs) Well, and in the movie, of course, it's just making fun of the fact that, you know, while women have to feel like there's a countdown clock, men can, can not have to. And I understand that that there very much is. And like, that's, that's a world that, that, like I said, you know, we don't, we don't get to comment and we don't, understand we never will i mean we can empathize we can try to but like that's something that we'll never fully understand and to pretend that we will is hubris yeah Mm -hmm. i guess you know then maybe it's the kind of movie we need something we need absolutely that's why i was kind of like i think this is it and like i said there's good comedians in it so i think there's going to be some good jokes yeah um clancy brown is great yeah and actually it's funny yvonne strahovski was in Dexter, and then Clancy Brown was in the last season of Dexter, where they oh, brought really? it back. Yeah, did yeah. you watch the last season? I did. It was, it was good. I mean, it's not what the early seasons of Dexter were, but they they came back. They wrapped it up nicely. That is still to this day the most my most hated series finale. Oh really? yeah, no, was, I don't think there's ever been a like. Give me Game of Thrones season six all. Day every day over the last of Dexter the seven and how dare you? Sir. Well, and I think they Whatever. realized you know that what I meant. You knew what I meant. Maybe it was eight. Who knows? Yeah, that's they had to come back and rectify how they left it. You yeah. know, yeah. That was so dumb. If you did not see the end of Dexter, don't just <laughs> just look up the wiki. Don't watch it. You'll just get real mad. I, I hear that. Watch through the John Lithgow season. That's my opinion. I hear that's yeah. my opinion. Everything after that went downhill pretty fast. I hated Jimmy Smith's character. I hated most of the side characters in that show, but I kept with it. Yeah. Well, and actually, 
talking about Yvonne Strahovski. She was pretty annoying in it too, but she was in it. I was just making good, the connection. There was like good actors and actresses that like made me be like, oh, why are you so bad in this? Yeah. But it did make for some great memes like the, with the surprise. Oh, yeah. Surprise, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. That Supplies, motherfucker. Surprise, motherfucker. Rude eyes, motherfucker. Yeah. Wrong size. Yeah. <laughs> All rise, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was good shit. Uh, that guy was one of the worst side characters. Yeah, he too. was. He was, he was so bad. bad. Yeah, that poor actor well, has man. He been I, in anything since? I hope so, and I hope it, he's way better. Like he deserves better. I think <laughs> some of them. I'm like, I wonder if it was like just what they were handed. If they were just like maybe mm. directed in a way that made like, you know what I mean? Because like, not all those people are are that bad. Uh, National Treasure, Casualties of War, True Crime. He's got a got a bit of a. Got a bit of a laundry list. Wait, who are we looking at? Um, Eric King. Eric oh, okay. King. It was uh, Dokes, right? Wasn't that the yeah. guy? Yeah. yeah. Dokes. Yeah. Even the name's dumb. I know, man. They were like <laughs> bad at naming characters, yeah. too. <laughs> I, the was, more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, man, maybe Dexter sucked. The, <laughs> I very much remember getting into the first season and, and feeling like I didn't quite get why people loved it because I didn't love all the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And the more you get into it, obviously, it is a riveting show in the early seasons because you, when you understand what Dexter... we will go through sister. to watch murder. But like, <laughs> right? even his sister, Jennifer Carpenter, I yeah. think is her yeah. name. Like, Good actress, sh- bad yeah. in the show. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's hard to watch her in the early seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So maybe it was just maybe it was just something behind the scenes that we don't know about a director that wasn't quite meshing with the cast, you know, writer who who wasn't quite writing believable dialogue, you know. So I'm trying to think I was watching something the other day and and some of the, the dialogue was just so terrible. Oh, oh, you know what it was? It was parts of the Barbie movie. And I, I, I saw the Barbie movie and I really liked it. And, and there's a, a ton to love there. First off, I was surprised how absurd it was. It's 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 not even just a comedy. It's like an absurdist farce in many ways, mm-hmm. you know. And some of the scenes, the writing, although it served its purpose, was just technically very bad. Like the scenes, like Rhea Perlman as Ruth Handler was a delight on mm-hmm. screen. Loved the way she played the character. For sure. Rhea Perlman, of course, is always so much fun to watch, and it was a delight. And National I loved, Treasure, absolutely, uh, National Treasure. Uh, one of the movies that Dokes was in. Um, the, <laughs> That's all uh, true, but um. Uh, and Perlman was great in the role, uh, but some of the dialogue was just so ham-handed mm. that I was just like, wow, this is – thank you for writing this scene, but could you have written it a little better? Yeah. And that's kind of how I felt watching the first season of Dexter. You know, like okay. I, I, there was a lot to love there, but there was a lot of times I was just like, what the hell's happening? We just love murder that much. It yeah. is fun. Wait. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what? What? Yeah, it's fun. I want to murder. You want to murder. We all want to murder. Yeah. Why not? Just kidding. That's why we're American. cut that out? Cut that out. Uh, but, but scrambled looks Kevin, interesting. Hey, Kevin, can you cut that out? Yeah, get, get that for us, Kevin. Kevin's our new engineer. Yeah, we're so glad to have a staff now. <laughs> but <laughs> scrambled didn't look great. Uh, the one we watched before, I don't even know if we need to talk about. I, it, Land I, of I, Bad. Look, I'll watch scrambled three times in a day before I'll ever watch Land of Bad. Yeah, the Russell Land of Crow, aptly is... named. <laughs> well, is. Milo, is it Milo or Milo? Uh, ooh, Milo. Milo, Milo Ventim- uh, Ventimiglia. Okay. Let's yeah. just go with Milo. That was Sorry. A, he wasn't even in the trailer, was he? I, I don't know. Him. He's the guy if from he was, Heroes, was right? Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's from This Is Us. Oh, Heroes. Yeah, yeah. No idea. Like he's a big name actor, but I didn't see him in that incredibly long trailer. This is just behind yeah. enemy lines. Yeah, again. 
this is a like, movie that's made made twenty seven times, and I've 100%. seen it, and we don't need it anymore. Yeah, it was like, but and but with the weird kind of like Russell Crowe as the detached, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He's like a like a guide almost. He's apparently trying to guide this guy through enemy lines. He's the guy behind the computer. Yeah, yeah he's the guy uh, behind the, the guy at the computer. The guy exactly. at the computer. Yeah, he's a broken arm guy. Is what I used to call it because like. The Fugitive has one, yeah. U.S. Marshals. It's always like a guy behind the computer. Yeah. And he can't move. He can't join. So yep. In this yep. case, he's just old and fat. Yeah. <laughs> but at one point, we saw him running down a hallway very serious. And it was a lot for him. Man, <laughs> he was taxed by it. I can't pretend. I mean, I can't pretend like it's not a lot for me to like. Look, if you see me running. Also run, run, run. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> monsters or some <laughs> shit. Some shit is going down. Yeah. Uh, I'm like the guy in uh, the great outdoors. If you see if you see my skunk hair running. <laughs> I love the idea that the scariest thing in my entire life would be seeing you run. <laughs> it would though. Because of what it means. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Know? Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's great. But Land of Bad looks like it's crap. Oh, God. Just listen. This is a movie for all those dudes that wear the shirt with the with the American flag on the shoulder in like a silhouette. And they wear two sizes too small. Those guys, you know, those guys, the, the tactical pants all the time, guys, the the uh, the the sunglasses rants in their trucks, guys. <laughs> And the worst part is you could sell me on a military movie right now. Oh, not me. I could handle I could handle a movie about some big battles, you know? Like I've got I've got Regal right now, the the movie pass, you know? I need reasons to go to a movie. Big war battle? Sure. That I'll take battles, fun. but I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, uh, I have to root for someone with a with a flag. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm like, give me superheroes in a battle. Give me, uh, give me like mobsters in a battle, or give me, you know. Well, I was gonna say, I I will end up watching this at some point. I know me. I like shitty movies. I spend my time watching them, mm. and I've watched every Marvel movie, uh-huh. including the new one, the Marvels, and that is. Horrific! If you oh, haven't no. seen it, oh, you could not be more wrong. And I'd love wow. to hear how okay. you could say that that is that bad. Like it's okay. not their best by a long no, shot. Not their best for sure. But I feel like there's been a downhill slide since Endgame, which is not an unpopular yeah. theory, but also largely wrong though. There's okay. been a few major sure. mistakes. Yeah. But I, to say that they're all that much worse, did y'all not see Thor the Dark World? No. Did, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, there were some early ones that were yeah. absolutely awful as well, but I feel like they were trending upwards. Sure. Going into Endgame, and there's been multiple, like Thor, uh, Love and Thunder, I enjoyed. It was fun. Agreed. It's campy, Agreed. just like Ragnarok. It was silly. Very silly. The Marvels, It. I felt like it was too forced- Trying to be woke, I guess you could say. See, it, it just feels a little bit too too much on the nose with it. There's one line that I will 100% agree, but I feel like they get a pass. And let's get, we'll quickly throw up a spoiler tag here for anyone who hasn't seen it that wants to. That one person, come on, hurry your ass to a theater already. Because everyone, no one saw that damn movie. <laughs> but but when when Monica's falling and Nick Fury yells out, black girl magic. And it kind of snaps something in Monica and she gets her shit together. I was like, okay, obviously everyone who does not like quote things that they call woke are going to hate that. And yeah, as that just nothing happens like that. But so that's what? more corny than woke. Fucking give it. You to know them. what I mean? Like you know what? 
But I'd be I like, that's, say, that would fall more into corny. But even, even more than feeling like it was kind of shoved down my throat. Yeah. It's just not incredibly well written. I didn't find the dialogue to be interesting. I didn't nope. find it that funny. Nope. It, it does the, the, the Marvel thing of telling, not showing a lot, you yeah. know? And, but yeah, but it, but did it feel woke in the story or did it feel woke just because we had three women heroes, two being women of color? Like, I feel like the woke backlash was more about what was happening behind the scenes than the plot itself. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like uh, people were... I feel like people were were sort of made to believe it was that before, like, going in, you know, before it even came out. And I think that had a lot to do with it. It's yeah. like, yeah, oh, you get, you get multiple women and women of color, and you get a bunch of people that are like, oh, well, that casting alone means it's going to be a woke movie. And it's yeah. like, Jesus fucking Christ, like... Like you can't I think, fucking cast people that aren't white. <laughs> like, Go well, ahead. and I will, I will say that because I realize how I'm sounding coming off on this. But oh no, you no, know, no, no, we in, don't. In game, you know, there's a scene. Uh, if you haven't seen in game, spoilers, but yeah, it's thanks. been but, but however again, long now. They, you should yeah. have. You know? So yeah, at this point, it's on you. They're having the big You've fight at choice. the end, and I think. Um, Captain Marvel has the you're talking about the, the, the women and marching all the scene. women marching yeah. yeah and it's fantastic it yeah. gave me goosebumps I was excited like right. I, I'm right. all for the women <laughs> heroine movie and for continuing the story I just felt like this one well, didn't hit on the level that some of my favorite Marvel could movies have, done, have could have yeah. been done better that but, that's for me I'm not mad at it I just it didn't yeah bring what I wanted yeah man. I'd love to hear more, honestly, I and mean, we won't stay on this too long because because I think a lot of folks, this, this topic is is dead and buried. But for sure, for sure, but, for sure, but, for but, sure. But especially because the scene, I'm one. Well, because the scene in Endgame too, I didn't love that scene. Mm. I mean, I got why they did it. I'm fine with it. I didn't bitch about it. I don't care. Love to see all my my lady heroes on in a great scene. But yeah, really, no men were standing there. Like, yeah, there's logical holes there. But same deal. I can totally turn turn that off and just totally? enjoy a scene. Totally. But as, as someone who is clearly <laughs> is that a nod to the shirt you're wearing? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So the uh, I like totals. <laughs> you ever seen a tortoise? No. Um, but the um, uh, I, I'd be more curious to see about what you didn't like about that. Just because you don't, you're you're not someone who's writing it off based on a, a, a stereotype or a um, you know a um, a reactionary idea. You know, you're you're, you're giving it more thought than that. So especially to see that you really didn't like, I'm like th that surprises me, you know. Mm -hmm. So so because um, it's so easy to write people off when they don't like something. Oh, you just you know you're just racist or misogynistic or whatever. But yeah. you know, but but it's not that's not the case of everybody. We got to remember that as we get into these discussions. So exactly. Yeah, well, and I'll continue watching them. I've watched everything to date. Have you? Despite. Yeah, yeah, my my time and my energy, but and right. I'll continue doing it because I'm this far in. Yeah, so but yeah, and there, but there are there there's there's lots of uh, there's issues about you know DC made a real bad mistake when they were trying to build their universe and that they rushed things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of the things we're seeing more than anything else in Phase Four and now as we get into Phase Five is Marvel's rushing things sometimes. You know, Wakanda Forever they kind of rushed pushing Shuri into the role. The Marvels, they kind of rushed getting the team up of these three heroes. Um, Got to make that money now. You don't, yeah. Uh, Sacrifice quality for fucking, yeah. Pumping out the fucking franchise. Yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, but man, man I got to, um, 
I'm gonna think on that. <laughs> you guys fight about this later. No, uh, Land of Bad. Fuck that movie that all bad. the way. Well, you you couldn't even get one. Chris Hemsworth, so you had to replace him with two other Hemsworths. Yeah, yeah. the the yeah. two the two uh, the two le- uh, less lesser Hemsworths, <laughs> the two L's losers. Yeah, Liam and Liam and Luke, the less afterthoughts. And <laughs> Come along, afterthoughts. Uh, also, I felt like they were trying really hard to make one of them look like Jim Caviezel. Oh, like this feels like a movie Jim yeah. Caviezel would be in, mm-hmm. and that people would be like, "This is a movie about child trafficking." <laughs> I feel, I feel like you know so much more about Jim Caviezel than I do. Well, I don't know if you know this, but he's cuckoo fucking bananas in a really entertaining way. Yeah. Um, do you keep up with him outside of his movie projects, or <laughs> I do? I mean, actually, there, are there other other avenues to enjoy Jim Caviezel in life. Oh, yeah, his social media is fucking bananas, dude. That guy in an interview is wild. He, he, <laughs> you, you watched wrestling as a kid, right? A little bit. A little bit. You familiar with Jake the Snake Roberts? Yes. You familiar with his style of promo? Yes. He kind of tries to pull that, like, soft-spoken, like, I'm going to whisper you these these details about all these conspiracy theories so you don't know about. It's so fucking funny. But he's he's crazy in a concerning way. And so that's partially why I'm like, I'm going to keep an eye on this fucker. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody watch, watch out for Jim Caviezel. He's doing some weird shit. Watch if out for Jim Caviezel and people who really, really like him. If you see Mike running down the road, it might be it away, might from, be away, Jim away <laughs> from Jim Caviezel's lawyers. <laughs> Uh, however, the third of our trailers, uh, all three of us were completely enthralled, right? Yeah. Yes. It looks amazing. Well, and a great example of that, the plot of a movie is obviously important, but the the acting, the power of the way talent carries a scene can mean so much. Well, and also cinematography, the way it's shot, the way it's like, it well, looked Beautiful, yeah, and like, just even beyond that, how the trailer was cut because editing. nowadays you see trailers where it tells you the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know what the movie is before you go see the two-hour movie. Yeah, this we don't. We don't have me asking like many questions. Literally, yes. our first two trailers today. Practically, we knew exactly what, what, the, what the movies were. Yeah, we know exactly what's going to happen in number those movies. three. All I have is questions. Who? Yeah. What? In where, the best why? way. How? In, yeah, the questions in the best way that you're like, well, I have to see this movie now yeah. to answer these questions because it looks fucking great. And it's called Love Lies Bleeding Yeah, uh, with Kristen Stewart and a fucking skullet wearing Ed Harris. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yes. He, he has full on like picture if Hulk Hogan just let it keep growing. <laughs> Like that's the level of skullet we're talking about. Hey, we have Anna Barishnikov. Is that Mikhail Barishnikov's daughter? Wow. Oh, solid question. Uh, Jenna Malone in this movie. Dave Franco. Oh yeah, daughter of Mikhail Barishnikov and Lisa Reinhardt. Yeah. Who's that lady? We know yeah. her, right? Do we? Lisa, Lisa. Yeah, I mean, we're friends. <laughs> we hung out. We're Facebook friends. Hung out in college a little. Oh, never mind. No photo? <laughs> 
Not not famous enough. Oh, she was in Brishnikov in Hollywood. Sure, <laughs> she played romantic dancer. I only watched the sequel. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm, this looks good. I'm all on board for this one. Ed Harris looks fucking crazy, uh, and it looks super super good. I like how Katie M. O'Brien has been showing up in everything lately. It seems. Yeah, really. Yeah, she was in um, recent season of what is the Star Wars? Oh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Okay. Oh, it looks like she was in Ant Man oh. and the Wasp: Quantumania. Yep. Which was the Marvel movie I have just liked the most since Endgame. Really? That was the one that I really felt just what was so low stakes. Despite uh, a great performance by Jonathan Majors. Who, Speaking of which, we want to just get wow. into it. We want to just go ahead. We can go that way. Get it short. over with. Yeah, rip that fucking band-aid let's off. Let's do it. Yeah. What a fucking disappointment, man. Yeah. Bro, John. you fucked up, kid. Yeah. You fucked up. You had it all in your hands and you you went and you went and fucked up and, Yeah, his hands were kind of the problem here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Butch. let's make no mistake that uh, uh Jonathan Majors is a real fucking asshole. Yeah. And uh what he did was super fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's really the key here is what he did was super fucked up, uh, and he and he deserves the backlash and the firing and yeah, yeah, absolutely. everything that's coming. Yeah, and, and you know, as we we've talked about reformation on the show before, obviously, I, I I hope in the future that things can go better for the guy, but I I don't have any problem with Marvel removing him as absolutely Kang, removing him from uh, the latest project. Yeah, but this is your chance. This is this is what we when when we talk on the show about like growth and being approached with your wrongdoing like this is now your window of opportunity to say okay now i see how i was wrong and and what kind of person i was now is my chance to become a different person and a better person and if you don't take that opportunity then that's when people have every right to just write you off yeah now and i don't I, I have no idea what that means, you know, but just you know what that means for him yeah i'm sure it means i mean i'm sure it starts with a lot of therapy and you know, sure, yeah. uh, probably anger management and, and you know, yeah, but, but that's a it's a process. It's definitely not something that like six months from now we're going to be like, he's better. <laughs> he's back. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do hope I see I hope I see him back. It, exactly. I hope there is redemption. Like we, you know, we like we said, we're, you, you got that opportunity now. This is your fucking window. Jump through it. Yeah. So in the meantime, fingers crossed. Should Marvel recast Kang? Yes. I mean, they recast um, Colonel Rhodes, they, and that worked they out. They recast yeah. the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we forgave that. Yeah, I think we can be okay with this. Yeah, right. What about the fact that you have, uh, and you didn't see Quantumania, did no. you? No, uh, you said you've seen everything. Yeah, there's uh, the end. Can I quick? Uh, yeah, credit care. scene spoilers. Uh, credit scene for Ant Man and Quantumania. You see multiple Kangs, uh, mm. and they're all played by majors. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's even a room where you see thousands of them and the ones that are in the shot all represent you know close enough to make out you all represent look just like majors mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so even though we have a multiverse where we have seen various versions that don't look the same i.e in loki season one we saw lots of different versions of loki that looked nothing like uh, tom hiddleston mm -hmm. uh, and in spider-man no way home we saw the other spider-man toby mcguire and andrew spider-man's spider-man's spindleman spider-man yeah um, but yeah, I got to agree. I, I think you either a go for another actor who is has similar um, uh, has a similar look, or you just do a quick "I'm here, it's me, get over it" 
which was Don Cheadle's line in Iron Man 2 when he showed up for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you just have him hand wave it away with whoever the hell they want it to be. Make make it Shelley Duvall, for fuck's sake. I don't it's care. Got, it's a goddamn fantasy movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, oh, like, yeah I know so sometimes quick. it's really hard. Like, if you, if you between Civil War and Endgame, fucking recast Robert Downey Jr., yeah, there's going to be issues. But, like... If the if the biggest on screen uh, example of Jonathan Majors as his character is in one of the most forgettable Marvel movies, yeah, I think you can get away with it a little easier. the The problem is is I think they're basing pretty much all of Phase Five around him. I mean, it seems yeah. to be like he's going to be the Thanos, uh, yeah, pivotal part of all these movies, all these shows. Uh, no, I'm good, and so. Yeah, I think that's going to be the hard thing is that he's been in so many projects already and he's done such a fantastic job as an <laughs> actor playing that character. How do you find someone that matches that talent? That's true, yeah. but what's the alternative sure. to to somehow uh, ditch that character? Yeah. I feel like that's a tougher ask than recasting. Yeah. yeah. With all the uh you know like like you said with all the the building of the foundation of of what that character is going to be going forward. I feel like it would be harder to rewrite that than to just recast. And recasting True. is going to be hard whenever someone like, you know, assholeness aside, like dude is good. Like he's a talented actor yeah, and he was really very good. Um, you know what I mean? Like we always have to to separate the art from the artist sometime and remember like, yeah, it was a role that he did very well and it will be hard to recast that. However, I think those little things like Having it be in one of the most forgettable Marvel movies and not much else around that, you know, he's been in some scenes, but not like uh, he hasn't really been a giant part of a movie except for Quantumania. Yeah, um, I feel like those things. He had a big role in Loki season two. That's what I mean. Not a movie like a a series. Yeah. Yeah. And even that, I feel like the 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 fans will probably be more forgiving of. Well, in fact, that that got. Such and if they're not, who fucking cares? <laughs> right. Well, well, no, but that's that's kind of the interesting thing here, and 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 that's what you know to hear your take on on the Marvels, Mike. Mike is that it, it's it's it it really brings home how important this is is because Marvel's stock is losing a lot of value in people's eyes. And a lot of them are writing it off as, you know, um, pandering or whatever. But even, you know, we can all agree there's something different since Endgame, you know, whether it's rushed scripts or plots, whether it's uh, too much focus on um, pushing agendas, various agendas or, or, you know, whatever the filmmakers think needs to be added versus what the story demands. There's something different. And fair. All those things are fair. But if the thing that makes you jump off is that they didn't let Jonathan Majors keep doing the thing after he did a bad, then uh, well, no, I don't care. It's not for you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If that's the thing that made you jump off board, then uh, fucking I don't care. Sure. But the problem is, is Marvel's in a situation right now where they effectively have to try and navigate what will cause the least jumping off because nearly everything they do is going to cause some. You know, just letting majors go is is, is going to get rid of some. And like you say, you can't really 
have much sympathy for that. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 exactly. Crime, you this know? is a this is a problem where this is a thing where you can't not do the right thing by by fucking firing the guy. You have but, to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that's a non-starter. Exactly. But but moving on and dropping the character, uh, as we saw in the case of Black Panther with Chadwick Boseman, uh, created its own problems. In where do you go next with that corner of the franchise? You know, and and Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You know, not to to turn this into a Marvel podcast, but you know, it it also had its issues. That was my agenda today. I, I think the problem. I don't hate it. I don't hate. That's the you worst know part. Is I would. I think the problem is. Yeah. Is that what happened? Is a few years ago, it became cool to be a nerd, right? Agreed. And this empowered the nerds. We are. We are the worst. Much. The nerds between between the internet and oh, they got a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now. They're like one of the most aggressive groups on the like. You got fucking. Yeah. You, you got your your proud boys. You got your your three percenters. <laughs> you got BLM. You got Antifa. You got the nerds. Yeah. You know, and they're fucking starting fires, burning shit down, and they're. <laughs> We gave them too much power. Too much power to the nerds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is me pretending to not be a nerd also. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, big no, jock. Jock Zampino. Listen, man, I can fucking whip a spiral like no, no, that means. That's out of sex. It's yeah, a football it's, thing. Oh, okay. I can't really, though, because my hand is too small to grip. I need yeah, like I a say. I need like a college size football like a where it's a little football? bit smaller. A nerf football, I could yeah, I could throw that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I get some yardage on that bitch. Get it wet. Get it nice and heavy. Yep, <laughs> you just yeah. carry around a bucket to. <laughs> no, do you your, remember uh, when you'd play with a nerf ball in the pool? Oh yeah, and you just chuck a fucking soaking wet nerf ball at someone's head. Yeah, that can cause a neck injury. That's a concussion. That's a concussion <laughs> yeah. at the pool. Pool day is ruined. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to the hospital now. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's good times. Yeah. Oh, man. So yeah. So um, don't 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 hurt. Don't beat people. Don't, don't yeah. Don't, don't hit people. Don't hit people, and you won't have to lose Except your multi-million Nazis. dollar. Yeah, that's true. You that's can punch true. Nazis, and we will we will support you all day. Yeah, punch a, <laughs> punch a Nazi today. APN always punch Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> this is the APN network. Always punch Nazis. Um, Love lies bleeding. Watch that though. That I I'm excited for that. I want to watch that. That that's one that I think I want to see in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that one looks like it's gonna be shot in a way that's gonna be cool to see in a theater. Oh yeah, that that looked like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. If I never heard about it again, had n- no more information on it, I would be s- scrambling to see it. Not to <laughs> throw back a little pun. Yeah, no, I think I'm actually gonna like avoid <laughs> any more info about that movie until I see it because I don't, Do I don't want to know date? more. Huh? That's a good question. Do we have a release date on that one? Not a release date on Yvonne. She uh, was released I'll, I'll in check. the 90s. <laughs> uh, it's going to take Oh, a we have too many tabs open. A classic predicament. Love lies bleeding. I don't know. I'll see what I find out. Okay, we'll get the research. Sure. Kevin! Kevin, look up the movie when it's going to come out. <laughs> March 8th, 2024. Oh, okay, sweet. So not too, too far. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm going to watch that. That one looks good. Land of Bad looks... Oh, bad. It's right there in the title. Yep, looks bad. And Scrambled looks... Fine. A little scrambled, but interesting. (laughs) But man, uh, but uh, none of them are uh, Call of Cthulhu. Oh, speaking of Jonathan Major's vehicles. Yeah. Was this 
Jonathan Majors? He was in oh, Lovecraft Love, Love Country, yes. Yeah. yeah, the HBO show. But this is more uh, Sorry, of, Max. Uh, actual Lovecraft. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me, Max. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you hear, they're going after Paramount Plus now? Maximilian. Yeah. The, uh, Amazon's got Paramount Plus right now. Uh, Discovery Warner Brothers is looking to acquire uh, Paramount. Nice. Uh, to, which would effectively bring Paramount Plus under the Max banner. Uh, and the idea being that Warner Brothers would then have um, DC and Star Trek the way that Disney has um, Marvel Star Wars. and Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, but also the They're idea. Like, we want to buy the bad ones. <laughs> of, what's his, is it David Zaslav or whatever? The guy that no idea. put uh, Batgirl in the, in the closet for the oh, tax purposes. Mm. Uh, it, having the keys to the Star Trek universe is terrifying. To fans. Oh yeah, because huh. that is a that is a franchise that could easily have something creative uh, created, and then have some CEO be like, "No, we're just going to not release that for write-off purposes." So, wow. So, so a lot that's of such a fucking weird, like terrified right now. Imagine all the people who who worked on that, and then on just, the movie for yeah. it just to never see the light of day. Yeah, yeah, go away yeah. for tax purposes. And since it's a tax thing, I guess like it's it's almost like guaranteeing like we're not talking like. The Blade Runner director's cut that no one saw for ten years. We're talking like this will you never will see never the light of day. See this, like, yeah. at, at least that's what I'm hearing. I don't know if that's a hundred, you know. Obviously, I'm not. Oh I'm yeah, not I that feel guy. like that's probably true. But that's terrifying. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's some kind of statute of limitations. But by the time it's done, who's going to want to see it? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Not to mention, I'm so sick of this this world where you got to be like seventy, and then finally you get to see the original cut of. The holiday Chris, the Star Wars holiday special or something <laughs> like, like why am I why am I having to go back to the shit I cared about at twenty just because they had to keep it away from me forever? You know, can I not have new things? All right, fair. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm just getting bitchy. H.P. Lovecraft's most iconic horror story being adapted into a movie by James Wan, Ooh. The Call of Cthulhu. You guys big horror uh, novel guys? No, let's uh, scroll down a little bit more info on this. Okay. Uh, based on the iconic 1928 short story, which follows a man named Francis Thurston, who investigates a cult that seems to be involved in worshiping the ancient cosmic monster Cthulhu. Um, yeah, I feel like there's still people who uh, are obsessed with Cthulhu. <laughs> I, I mean, they had, speaking of Kristen Stewart, she had that movie Underwater not too long ago that, I mean, it doesn't say, but at the end of the movie, the monster is essentially Cthulhu. Oh, okay. That's which, cool. I didn't know that. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, yeah, it does no. take place underwater. and The it, whole team? The whole it, time? Yeah, the whole time. It, and it feels very underwater. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in multiple senses. Very tense. But it's fun. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, the fact that it's super dark it's hard to see maybe this is my like 40s oh, talking yeah but i was like oh i need my readers to watch this movie it's, <laughs> it's too underwater i can't see anything turn up the brightness <laughs> yeah. Man, okay she, she's been making a lot of really good choices uh kristen stewart yeah it's been neat to see some of the stuff that she's been in lately yeah she was like everybody thinks i'm a joke i need to do good movies now yeah well and i mean she secured her 
you know, she got her little franchise out of the way, man. You know, that was one of the first things she did was Twilight. So Mm -hmm. she did that. Now she's kind of free to like, you know, make the choices that she wants to make as an actress. Yeah, she's She's like, like, I got that Twilight money. I do whatever the fuck I want. She's got a little money in the bank. She's good. Same with Pattinson. You know, he he did like, what's the black and white one? She worked a lot before Twilight, though. Panic Room. Panic Room. Wow. Yeah, yeah. she was the daughter in Panic Room. I love when, when, when you learn the child roles of modern actresses like Jane Krakowski in National Lampoon's Vacation you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that I think it's just so funny uh, in um, uh, My Stepmother is an Alien okay who was uh, Allison Hannigan oh that's really? cool really yeah from uh, How I Met Your Mother and oh, yeah in American Pie uh, yeah that is always fun um, let's see. Oh, I'm just still looking at her fucking <laughs> Adventureland, that was fun. Runaways was good. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, Joan Jett, yeah. That was a, a big one for her. Into the Wild, she was in. That and was that came good. out the same time as uh, one of the Twilight Saga movies, so she, mm-hmm. was, she was already branching out. She's she's done well. Good for her. I'm glad to see it. Yeah, word. That yeah. looks good. All right. Should what we else pick we got? Plug it? Uh, already? Yeah. All right. So, uh Picks and plugs, talking about some of the stu- fun stuff that we've got coming up. I got to talk to you guys about the Starlight Comedy Night, second Friday talk of every month. Uh, Laura and I bringing some of our favorite comics from around the region to the stage. We've got a really great one coming up this month. We are happy to bring back Spencer Mills to the Starlight Comedy Night. So glad to have him on the stage. And then we are bringing in uh, first timer Haley Parker to the Starlight Comedy Night. Super ha- excited to have her. And then from Northwest Arkansas, we're bringing in Seth Dees for the oh, January right show. January 12th at the Starlight. Nice. Super excited about that. And then the relaunch is underway for the People Persons Paper podcast. Yep. We are having so much fun relaunching seasons one and two and Been three. seeing those pop up on my podcast feed. We've got some wild ones in there, man. Lots of great episodes that you guessed it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of the show, Evan Hughes, uh, doing a villainous turn. Uh, showing he does not like The Office uh, when we talk to him about Dwight's speech. Yeah. Evan hearts everything except, except the, the office. office. Well, what I love about it is it's so on brand for Evan. Because, you know, Evan is a guy that's whole shtick is he's encouraging. He is, is trying to spread some positivity mm-hmm. and trying to be someone that builds people up, does not knock them down. What he didn't like about The Office was the way that the characters pick on each other and bully each <laughs> other and are mean and sarcastic. He's like, they're not nice. And he was just did, didn't like it. He didn't enjoy it. So, you know what? I, I, I can't for anybody that says that Evan is just, you know, that he's not being a hundred percent genuine because he's so, so friendly and so supportive. You know what? I got your proof right here, buddy. Listen Mm. to people person. You'll hear hear uh, Tulsa's favorite son being grumpy about something. So check it out. Love it. At least you could get him to be grumpy about something. Right. Meanwhile, uh, me and Brian uh, and uh, one of our favorite guests, Josh Boltz have been putting away a few episodes. So when we get back into season six here in a few weeks, we will have brand new episodes for you. But of course, if you're just a new fan of the People Person Paper podcast, I hope you'll jump on and check out some of our seasons one, two, and three episodes. I've also got some brand new episodes of OK Geek up, and there's a new one of Stories with Mom from a few weeks ago, and we'll probably have another one just after the holidays. So stay tuned to the OLA Ministries Network. We have everything you need for your ear holes. Got the weather pick for outside you. is weather, <laughs> and it sounds like it's some weather. Wait, shouldn't you be doing Old Lang Song? Oh, uh, that's right. coming out next week. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Fuck. Should <laughs> 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 
That was like, no one's listening. If you could, if you made it through that, if you can make a, a, a what is it? A, um, make out a transcript. Yeah. <laughs> you can transcribe that. You'll get every episode of OLA for free. Um, <laughs> That's a job. I put want. that, put that into Google. Do subtitles. Yeah. 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 Wouldn't that be fun? For this show, no, no, not for this show. <laughs> I, I have watched uh, uh, several where I'm like, this person's bad. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That's some people are uh, phoning it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, they're guessing. They're not. They're not really painted. They're like, I think he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a bunch of words smushed together, no spaces, no, no capitals. I like when they paraphrase. You know, like when you have them on, and you know the guy says something real long, and they're just like, I agree. <laughs> I like it when it's just like. Inaudible in parentheses. <laughs> You're like, well, no shit. That's why I've turned you on, motherfucker. Uh, pick? Did you do a pick? I you got have one. a pick? I've got one. Who? Sonic Superstars. <gasps> the new Sonic the Hedgehog game that just came out for PS4, Xbox 360. Nope, that was a long time ago. Xbox Series X <laughs> and Nintendo Switch. Uh, I popped it in last night because um, uh, I wanted... I heard that there's a, like a Santa outfit that you'll download for your Sonic. And I'm, like, uh-huh. I'm about to be on winter break. I'm going to yeah. play some fucking Sonic in a Santa outfit. Uh, and I did not get the Santa outfit. But Fuck. I did play some cool old school style 2D Sonic the Hedgehog, which was nice. fun. Um, graphics are gorgeous. HD. That excited me, the fact that it's a uh, 2D. Yeah, it's, it's a 2D game, but taking advantage of how far system power has come in that these are really lush, sharp, colorful graphics. Beautiful, nice. beautiful stuff. Gameplay was exactly what you remember, but... There's some new stuff in there, some new powers that he gets, and I didn't really get into it. Uh, the way you select is a unique uh, hold down a button, and there's a scroll wheel feature, so it's very easy to get into, um, and I'm kind of excited to see where that goes. So this I'll, is Sonic Superstars? It's called Sonic Superstars because um, they made a Sonic 4 one time, and it was bad, so oh. they've just dropped the numbering. <laughs> gave up. They're like, no. Fair bro, enough. Nothing good to be found here. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, because they had, like, what, Sonic Frontiers was recently... That was a game that existed, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And Sonic Mania and Sonic um, Origins and Sonic Generations and Sonic, Sonic Genocide. Gen- that one, that one. It <laughs> got, it got dark. It got dark. Yeah. <sighs> oh fuck, uh, got. Mike, tell us about. All right, picks. Um, can I do like a one and a halfer? You, you can, can do, do three. Three. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, guys, let's calm down. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so I say one and a half because I'm in the sure. middle of watching a movie oh. that is very enjoyable so far, and it's called Thanksgiving. Ooh. Okay. And it is a horror film yeah, this that just came was out, based right? on. Yeah, it just came out. It's based off of a trailer that takes place in Grindhouse. The Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. yeah. So in between the movies, there's a trailer for a like campy 70s horror film called Thanksgiving. So they made that movie. Oh, now. shit. Oh, cool. And it it's a lot of fun. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So definitely okay. check that out. Again, only halfway done, but right, I'm super right. excited for it. Did it yep. have input from Rodriguez or Tarantino at all? Or? I don't think they had any hand in it, but I haven't actually done my research to, okay. to know if they did or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even without... Even if they're not in it, it's a ton of fun. Yeah, for sure. And then the other one is Lessons in Chemistry, the the Apple TV show oh, with okay. Brie Larson and oh. Bill Pullman's son, uh, Lewis Pullman. Oh. Fantastic. And that is about a 50s 
chemist, uh, a woman chemist, and how she is dealing with finding love, being a little bit, uh, she's very type A personality. She has a kid and, you know, wanting to do what she wants to do and what she's passionate about in the 50s when she's supposed to just be a housewife and take care of the kid and all that. But Lewis Pullman's fantastic. Brie Larson's fantastic. There's oh, nothing Mark about Evan Jackson. Yeah. He's really funny. He's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All right. Um, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's an improviser. Uh, he's he's I don't know. He's one of those guys when, like, you just need a, 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 a good character. He, he plays a doctor a lot, which is oh. funny, because he can sort of pull off that, like, stuffy doctor. Uh, he was also in uh, Parks and Rec. He was a uh, hard... Uh, the god damn it oh he was a character he was the lawyer for harvey winkler no henry winkler's character do you remember no remember when he's trying to buy uh tom haverford's business i got less less knowledgeable is he in the show john ralphio's dad henry winkler yeah he is in the show and then he plays the lawyer and uh tom haverford keeps thinking that it's like diddy (laughs) or something oh he's like my client and he's like is it diddy not diddy yeah gotcha (laughs) See this. Uh, I'm glad for this because I I've only got about another month of Apple TV, uh, and I've been curious to see if there's anything else I need to check out on here. So I'm gonna check this one out. Did you watch um, uh, the one with Adam Scott Severance, dude? Okay, here, this here's why, man. I don't I don't I don't know that I care to watch episode two, and that's been my litmus. It's. Let's not okay. It's a weird show. Uh-huh. It definitely grabs you with the uniqueness of of not only the situation and the plot, but also again the cinematography. The way it's shot is very uh, uh, engaging. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The mystery that pops up in the end uh, when the 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 former best friend at work shows up again out in the real world is definitely unique. But I don't. I I spent about two days after watching that first episode weighing the question. Obviously, it's a neat idea and intriguing, but do I care enough to stick with it? So, and I don't know that I do. So, I would say that that would be fair if it was a different show because the first episode doesn't give you enough to make that choice. Okay. So, maybe give you one more episode. To, yeah. Okay. Because have you seen it? Yeah. I've seen Severance, and I agree wholeheartedly with what he's saying. Yeah, you should watch the second episode. Keep going. Nothing goes where you think it's going to go, and that's part of what makes it so good. Okay. All right. I'm I'm about to have time off, so I 100% will will watch the second episode. Give it a shot. Just to see if that does it. Because, yeah, I and so many people have told me they love it. But after the first, I was like, surely it's great, but in a world of shows, you know, with some that I – personally interested in for whatever reason good bad or the other that was not enough you know mm. i was thinking about maybe ju- checking out the shrinking with harrison ford i was about to say you guys said i could have three yeah. that was going to be my third one if we're talking yeah. about apple tv it's good okay it's it's a lot of the writers from scrubs yeah and i think even before that what was the michael j fox show in new york where he's like a mayor Oh, Spin uh, City. Yeah, Spin City. So it's some really good writers, some funny guys. And then you have Harrison Ford. He's fantastic in it. I saw a great uh, clip on TikTok of him uh, and uh, like a child or a teen or something with some fun dip 
on a park bench that was just freaking hilarious. So, oh, yeah. So, and I want to see more Harrison Ford as that guy. He so. he uses the term raw dogging incorrectly throughout the series, which oh, is wow. fantastic. Oh, wow. I've stolen that recently. My wife does not like it. <laughs> I, can, I, can imagine, I can imagine that. Oh, that's so funny. Like, oh, it, like uh, an example? An example, like uh, he sees his neighbor in a grocery store and she's giving him an evil eye and he's like, why are you raw dogging me? And she's like, that's, that's not, that's you're so using bad. that wrong. That's great. That's that like, is like, great. I thought maybe like she was handling the bananas without the bag or something, yeah, you know, yeah. but no, wow, man. Okay. That's way off. That's fucking funny, man. Okay. All right. I'm glad you guys did, did that because yeah, that's the thing about severance was it, it's, it felt very much like another kind of lost style See, puzzle box show. And I was like, I'm sure it's great, but honestly, eh. I feel yeah. like severance is, is one of those shows that's, that you're better served to not watch an episode and stop. Like it's, it's almost better to watch it. Like it's a movie. Like it's almost better to binge it because of really? how, yeah, because of how each episode it, it changes, yeah. like changes. Okay. And, well, while still being very much the same show, it's just the, the interesting, it, it's really, really good. And it's really well-written and like, it's one of those where, like, yeah, there's a little bit of puzzle stuff. It's a little bit of uh, of mystery, but the way they're executing it is super unique. Yeah, and it's really cool. All right, and the character development gets way better. Yeah, the acting yeah. in it's fantastic. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, everything about that first episode I enjoyed. It was just more about the like, do I, you know, when I know that I wanted to finish Ted Lasso, I didn't know if I wanted to keep Apple TV. Oh, and the, so. the the reason that I say it's almost better served to binge is because yeah. of the way the first episode is mostly build up, and then after that, it never really slows down, and that's oh. kind of why. Like well, I will say that's a good that's a good thing for me too because slow is bad for me. Yeah, so, after once after the end of the first episode, it's yeah. really like okay, I gotta fucking see. Like it was one of those where the second the last episode stopped, I was like, when the fuck is the next season coming out? Oh wow, okay, yeah, okay, wow, yeah. all right, all right, ringing endorsement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as a matter of fact, I'll call that one of my picks. Okay. Fucking watch Ooh. that shit. It's right. it's that good. All right. And Mike, um, one more time, where is the Hewlett Collection? So the Hewlett Collection is at 1311 East 15th Street mm-hmm. on Historic Cherry Street near 15th and Peoria. Northeast and corner? Northeast corner. I am open Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 5. And yeah, if you are into photography, if you're an aficionado, if you're an art collector, or just want to learn more, I, I house world-class exhibitions of of artists that you would see in the getty museum or Beautiful. the moma nice. so yeah Love that. come on by <laughs> chat some art talk about the marvel mcu whatever you want to do <laughs> i could do it all <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you, and you welcome uh um and, and it features all types of art because you mentioned photography when we started the discussion today. yeah so actually i it's solely photography it i am photography. oklahoma's Great. only fine art photography gallery very cool. so the only one in the state yeah so and 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 I can come in even as someone who really, uh, really enjoyed the Marvels. Totally welcome in the gallery. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. I mean, I let DC people in the gallery. <laughs> I'm going to rethink my, my coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's man. good. Um, 
<coughs> any other places you want to be followed or any other stuff you want to plug? Any socials? Any, any Yeah, know? so you can follow us on Instagram at The Hewlett Collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, the website is www.thehewlettcollection.com. And that's and H-U-L-E-T-T? Yes, not Hewlett Packard. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> and my next exhibition opening will be January 20th, 2024. Nice. And it is of a... By images by a Swiss artist named Rene Grobly, who is now 97 years old, of oh, his wow. honeymoon in 1952 in Paris, France. Oh, shit. This is a 70-year reunion of the book that he made shortly after his honeymoon. Wow. Very cool. And That's so, really yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful set of images based off of love. And I need to bring yeah, back you. You just got to come in. And yeah, see I'm gonna I'm gonna bring back you to that. That's beautiful. I love that. Uh, awesome, awesome. Okay. Uh, as for me, uh, look out for stand updates coming in January. Um, of course, keep listening to all the podcasts on OLA Ministries. Uh, hoping for a relaunch of Max News in in uh, 2024 as well. Yeah, uh, might become a solo project. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, we make do, um, and then of course, uh, Zampino productions, uh, if you need any work, uh, any ad products, uh, any, uh, media design, any voice work, any, uh, uh, any of that stuff, give me a shout at Zampino productions at Gmail or Zampino productions on Facebook. And, uh, if you need voice work, you can, uh, book me directly or, uh, go to voice one, two, three, uh,.com and find me there. And for picks, uh, so yeah, definitely said uh, watch Severance, uh, but there's a three-part documentary on uh, Max. Gotta, don't want to fucking, don't want to insult them. Uh, on Max called uh, Murder in Boston, uh, Roots, Rampage, and Reckoning. Um, this is about- Is there a colon in there? Yes, there okay. is a colon. Okay. Yeah, Murder in Boston, colon, <laughs> Roots, Rampage, and Reckoning. Uh, Roots Rock Reggae, uh, very different though. Uh, this is a, a story of a murder that took place in the 80s um, where a man and his wife were allegedly um, robbed at gunpoint and he was sh- shot in the side while his wife was shot execution style in the back of the head. And the uh, the the mood, I guess, in Boston uh, back then was very racist super racist um this is uh after there was the big busing uh stuff going on in boston and um so they were very very quick to believe the uh it was a black guy in a jogging suit story told by the husband um Mm. and so this story is very much it's about that murder but it's also very much about the system that allows uh, innocent people to be not only accused but convicted of crimes that they didn't commit based on um, prejudice and confirmation bias and racism. Yeah. Um, and it's a really well done documentary. They have a lot of people that are that were directly involved uh, telling the story, um, and it's 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 really really good. And it's only three parts, so it's easy to watch. Nice. So yeah, good shit, eh? I feel like I got a lot of TV watching to do after this episode. For sure. For and that's sure. on the heels of last week with Mason demanding I watch Avatar. You know what? Skip it, bro. Oh, Wait, the, the new Avatar? Or the, no, the, ori- the original. The movie, the oh. first movie. Yeah. I said, I, I've never seen him. I've never okay. seen him either. When, well, when, he, when he said you have to see it, I said, have you seen Dances with Wolves? Then you've seen Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Well, less blue. It's essentially yeah, the, the same Dances story. With wolves. Yeah. yeah. Same story, though. Yeah. 
If you want to really make it horrible, I do. find it on TBS okay. because then it turns into like a six hour six deal. hours. Yeah. Which oh, with, God. And, those, and TBS does not have a lot of variety in its commercials. <laughs> so you're yeah, yeah, that, you're watching that. You're um, seeing a lot of Kelly Clarkson. Yep. And that two uh, and a half men. Yeah. yeah a lot, <laughs> lot of Ozempic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Ozempic. Yeah, that's auto like, parts. Yeah, that's oh wow, they they <laughs> like the mashup. Yeah, that's that's weird. Oh well, Michael, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This is yeah, fun. We'll, we'll definitely have you back. Uh, we'll have you and, back on soon, and then we'll see you out January twentieth for the exhibit opening. Yes, tell us the name of that again. It is the Eye of Love, a seventy-year nah, retrospective. That's so. so cool. And the artist's name is Renee Grobley. All right. So Renee be prepared Grobley. to be wooed. Man, I'm I'm excited about that. Everybody's I, gonna be in love after seeing these photos. You know what? I've I've been with my wife for ten years now, and I'm I'm. You're ready to be back. More in love. In lo- I'm more in love with her every single day, and it's corny as fuck, but it's absolutely true. Ten years. Ten years. We've been married eight. Does she know? Yep. Huh. I'm with you. We're celebrating fifteen this coming it's summer, so which great. is nuts. Man. Yeah, it's so awesome. It's so awesome. All the the, the stereotypes of comics that are just like my wife, my wife, my wife. It's like hey, you fucked up somewhere if you're complaining that much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I've got a um, uh, a house plant kept alive for like six months. Good job. That's better than most of my house plants. Yeah. You know what? Plants require love, Hilton. Uh, uh, and you know what that means? You're capable of love. This one barely needs water. <laughs> Take it from me. I love you.